Welcome to 104 Days, a Phineas and Ferb companion podcast. Hi, I'm Callie. And I'm her dad. And this is episode 48. Basically a review of the whole one season. Yes. Season one recap. One season. Yes, one season. So one season down, (laughs) three seasons to go. There were 47 individual stories in this season. They were spread out across 26 episodes. And so you had several double-length episodes, and most of them were just the normal 11 minutes or so. Throughout this episode, we're going to be dropping in little tidbits of Callie's five favorite Ferb lines from season one. We'll do the same thing for my favorite Ferb lines in the next part. My number five of my Ferb lines is episode 15, The Flying Fishmonger. When he was younger, he did a bunch of stuff. Started off this podcast by saying, here are the things that we think are present in all or at least most episodes. So let's go ahead and run through them again. What are the 10 elements of the formula? The first element is when Phineas says, I know what we're going to do today. Another element is, where's Perry? What you doing? We also have, at some point, typically, Linda goes for what I call her daily excursion. Some of these excursions included things like a spa day, an antique symposium. Actually, lots of things about antiques. We had an antique show. Antique convention. Antique thimble symposium. And even the Center for Historically Relevant Botanical Gardens. But then she also went to a cooking class uh, several different times. But anyway, that was the fourth element of the formula. Later in the season, it actually shows that the dad works at an antique shop. So that might point out a little bit why she goes to antiques a lot. That seems to be an interest for them, yes. And with the cooking class, well... There was already an episode about her going to the cooking class. I think that's just her thing. So It's a nice way to work in the, a connection to the other side of the episodes, the, the Dr. Doofenshmirtz part, part through his ex-wife. The fifth element is, oh, there you are, Perry. And the final part in the Phineas and Ferb segment of the episode is Ferb's line. Usually just one line. Sometimes two. In this season, he had two lines. Let me count them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven times. And then then there is the time that he said a line, just like half a line, five times. Well, actually, I... Actually, that was during Ready for the Bettys. Here's my number four favorite verb line. Episode 12, Runaway... Runaway, runway. You do realize that that's French for pencil neck. Another element is, well, the song. It's kind of the whole, what they build it around. Yes. And of course, we'll have much more to say about season one's songs a little later in this episode. Now, I consider their, the Phineas and Ferb part of the episode typically to be the A plot, and Perry and Dr. Doofenshmirtz fill out the B plot, usually, of the episode. And so we have three recurring elements 
three parts of the formula in that B part of the episode. One is the jingle. Deep Throats Evil Incorporated. Most of the time it's not incorporated. Sometimes it's other stuff. Well, that's it. There have been other things. For example, Doofenshmirtz Aluminum Siding. Doofenshmirtz Hideout Shaped Island. Doofenshmirtz Abandoned Theater. Doofenshmirtz House in the Suburbs. And perhaps the best of these. Doofenshmirtz Evil Incorporated. After hours. That was me trying to do a low voice. I can't do it. I can't. After hours. The other element in the B part episode is Greeting Perry. What I always thought it was originally was, ah, Perry the platypus. Yeah. But we we kind of lowered the bar a little bit later on because he has all sorts of different ways of, of greeting Perry the platypus. Perry the platypus? Oh, Perry the platypus. Will you cool it with the noise, Perry the Platypus? Perry the Platypus, you scared the dunkelstump out of me. <laughs> That's a teenage girl. Perry the teenage girl. The final element of the formula is curse you, Perry the Platypus. There are some very there are some uh, variations on that as well, such as curse you, Phil the neighbor. Curse you, Perry the teenager. Or. Thank you, Perry the Platypus! And as we heard on the last episode, Hail Dufania, Phineas saying, Bless you, Perry the Platypus. Don't you mean Perry? What did I say? You said Phineas. Oh, yes, but I often say Perry instead. So those How are many the... times has Dad said Perry instead of Phineas? So Email those... us at gmail.com. <laughs> I want to know. Those were, the ten, those were the ten elements we identified at the beginning uh, of the formula. So if it was like I thought it was, when those were in every episode, we would have expected to see each one 47 times because there have been 47 different stories. But in actuality, um, that's not how it's turned out. In fact, some of them uh, have been only about half the time. Here's my number three favorite fur blind. Episode eight, Toy to the World. It does absolutely nothing. Both What You Doin' and Oh There You Are Perry, only 23 occurrences. That's a little less than half of the episodes. I guess Isabella really doesn't care, and neither do they care about their pet. Even I Know What We're Gonna Do Today, 25. Curse You, Perry the Platypus, at 27. Well, Perry has so much curse you, it's, it's good that they lowered it. The Jingle, we heard, or some variation on it, 30 times. We had Linda's Daily Excursion, 31 times. But then the ones that were truly part of almost every episode, Where's Perry? 38 occurrences. A Song, 43 different episodes, different stories. There were actually more than 43 songs because some episodes had more than one. Especially... Dude, we're getting the band back together. Five. The greeting of Perry also happened 43 times. And the most common element of the formula, Ferb's line. 44. 44 of the 47 stories. As we established, there was only... only missed it three times. There was only one episode that actually hit every single element of the formula. Comet Kermillion. The one with Theo. Although we did 
identify other recurring gags. What are some of the other recurring gags we identified, Callie? Aren't you a little young to blank? Do something, something, something. Like, for example, aren't you a little young to be a roller coaster engineer? Yes, yes, we are. So in each of the first four stories, they did this line, aren't you a little young to be something? And then... They kind of stopped. Right. They basically stopped. And ever since then, there have basically been twists on it. Like, aren't you a little young to be pop stars? And Phineas said, no. Are you a little too female to be Marty Williams? But that yes, yes we are also gets used quite a bit. Some variation on that gag... acts masculinely. Yes, that's right. Some variation on that recurring gag appeared... 17 times. So not as common as any element in the formula, but not too far off it either. So we could include this in the formula, or perhaps more accurately, we should remove some of the things from the formula. You tell us at calendardata gmail.com. Also, I have just reminded myself that I said Gmail and not calendardata gmail.com. Well, it is our Gmail address. My number two favorite verb line, episode five, Raging Bully. Well, he was all up in my face. Another recurring gag is Doof's backstory. This has happened seven times. So we can just name off these backstories. One, he was a lawn gnome as a child. He had lonely birthdays. He had a run-in with Big Black Boots Boris, the bully. Magic and stunt. Uh, He kept losing to baking soda volcanoes. That was awesome. Huge Anton's. Huge hands, Hans. And then uh, the dog show in Got Game. Another notable recurring gag is the elevator music that we hear in the background. Typically, either I'm Lindana and I want to have fun. we haven't heard yet. Like it's up in like maybe season three or four. No. Is it not? No, they played, they they talked about that um, in um, Flop Stars. No, I mean, like, actually, no. You mean when she has her reunion tour? Yeah. Yes. But they did introduce the idea of... Who sings I'm LaDonna? Is it actually the mom? No, it's the it's the, the girl who does Vanessa's voice. I knew it! Whose name I forget at the moment. And then, otherwise, the other, typically the other elevator music type is Gitchy Gitchy Goo, of course, which is where the joke came from. Another recurring gag is when David Smirch says, and by this, I mean this. Right. So the first time he said, what an unexpected surprise. And by unexpected, I mean completely expected. Your timing is impeccable. By impeccable, I mean completely impeccable. As usual, your timing is uncanny. And by uncanny, I mean completely canny. Like the first few episodes. Right. So it happened five times in the first Six episodes. And then we didn't hear it again until much later in the season. Like the one point where he almost seems bored with it. Your persistence is insufferable. And by that I mean completely sufferable. I guess that's why he stopped saying it. He got bored of it. And then we identified three other recurring gags that we have seen. Uh, We'll see more. The one about did you expect such and such a thing to fall out of the sky? Only two times so far. We'll definitely see that some more. And when the zebra coughs, Candace, Kevin. Hello, Kevin. And then most recently we have identified the, oh, come on, 
which would I feel like probably has happened more than twice, but we've only started paying attention to it here toward the end of the season. So that's where the formula and the recurring gags stand for season one. Well, Callie, I think we'd probably better cut off this part of our recap, part one of our recap here. I was about to say part one. Okay, you say it. Part one. Okay, well done. Uh, we, we thought it got a little bit too long to fit all of this into just one episode. We still have our top 10 songs of the season. We're going to have to fit that into part two of our recap. But as Callie has already mentioned, uh, Callie and her dad at gmail.com is the email address if you want to send us your favorite third lines of season one or anything else that you thought was particularly good about the first season. Or but, tell me how many ta- times dad has replaced the word Phineas with Perry. Tell me. It's quite, probably quite a few. And now, my favorite fur blind from season one, episode one, Roller Coaster. They're the only mammals to lay eggs. <laughs>